Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Last week I was complaining, if you recall at the start of the show, that it had been a very quiet week. There was not much to talk about. I attributed it to be to Trump no longer being president off of uh, Twitter, and uh, things just calmed down. Well, let me tell you something. This has been an exciting week, this past one. We only had a lull in the storm, I think. Part of it is attributable to Donald Trump because he was at the he spoke at the CPAC meeting Sunday, but not that much. There's a lot of interesting stuff this week. Uh, we're going to go to a lot of places around the world also. New York City, uh, France, Orlando, Texas, Florida, West Virginia, the English Channel, uh, Miami, Rome, and Washington, D.C. Okay, going to start with what I call Texas insanity. Texas insanity tonight. Uh, Texas governor is Greg Abbott. Uh, He announced today, this is very humorous what I'm going to share with you. Uh, He announced today that he was opening Texas 100%. The businesses would be open fully, no face masks as of next Wednesday. Well, it sounds to me like He must, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, must think that things are on the mend in Texas and it's safe and okay to do. Uh, He don't know what he's talking about. He doesn't understand what's going on Uh, because we are still in a statewide pandemic situation in Texas, okay? Uh, And these are the reasons. He says that he can do this. He's got reasons. Then I'll tell you why he can't. He says because there are increased vaccine numbers. I'm glad somebody's got getting vaccine shots. He said more knowledge now. They have more knowledge how to manage the spread of the virus. God bless them. I don't think it's the case. And there is decreasing hospitalization and positivity rates. I don't know if his numbers are accurate. i got to be honest the way I see it. The problem is this. Texas is not out of the woods yet, okay? They need the mask. COVID-19 is still widespread and infesting, uh, amongst other places, San Antonio. Uh, huge mistake doing what he's doing. Uh, the, now, let's put it in perspective. What was it, two weeks ago? Uh, the power went out in Texas. Big snowstorm, the power went out in Texas. Can you imagine the power for the whole state went out in Texas? People had no heat. People were freezing. The water had to be boiled if they could get water out of their faucet. They were using snow. Uh, they had food problems. They still have all these problems. Damage in the billions, if not trillions of dollars. Okay. Now, that power outage occurred because... Trump, not Trump, Trump and Texas do go together, uh, because Texas thought for years that they knew better than any other state in the country. They knew what was wisest for their people. What am I talking about when it comes to power for the moment? We have three grids in the United States. Grids provide our power to us. One's called the Eastern Grid. The other's called the Western Grid. They cut the country in half, and you know half the country's on the Eastern Grid, half's on the Western Grid. Uh, which means there's less chance of 
a failure like Texas experienced. Now, when these grids were being set up, Texas said, we don't want to be part of either grid. We're going to open our own grid because we think we can produce the power cheaper, okay? And so the people of Texas went for it. They were wrong. They were wrong. They can't produce it cheap. They can't produce it cheaper till they have a calamity like the power shortage of two weeks ago, the mass, massive snowstorm. Uh, then if they were part of the eastern or western grid, they wouldn't have had this problem unless half the country went, uh, went powerless, which does not happen. A good chunk had but never happened that way, as I recall. But they were smart. They also thought they could save money because if they had their own grid, they were not compelled to follow federal regulations. So they didn't have to keep their machinery up to date and do what's proper and right to save a buck. All right. It caught up with them with the power shortage of two weeks ago, uh, which is an example that Texas, they think they're right, but they're not always right. Now, why is it too soon for Texas to open up? Only 6.5%, 6.5% of Texans are fully vaccinated. Only 6.5% are totally vaccinated. The people are just waiting, waiting uh, to be struck down with the virus. Now, nowhere, they, now the, the governor says, well, we're getting herd immunity. Where the hell's the herd immunity? If they only got six and a half people, six and a half percent of the Texas uh, that have been vaccinated, there's no sign of herd immunity in Texas under any circumstances. There is a list of the 20 worst counties, worst counties in the United States as regards COVID-19, the 20 worst counties. Guess what? The state of Texas has 11 of those 20 counties. The state of Texas has 11 of those counties. So <laughs> they're, not re they're not ready yet, okay? Uh, they're just not ready yet. Uh, not all, in fact, not all of their health care workers have been vaccinated yet. None of, and very few of their first uh, responders and forget the people 85 or older or 75 or older good luck what you do in texas is this something that's been happening in other states a touch of it here in florida also you sign up to get vaccine you're in line and then all of a sudden you show up there is no vaccine there's no vaccine to vaccinate people with they ran out or they never received it texas is just Stupid, stupid, stupid. They deserve all the harm that's going to come to them. It's just like the grid thing. They were going to have their own grid, save money, et cetera, et cetera. Now let's move on to Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal is a conservative publication, unquestionably. Not meant as a negative. They're happy to say they're conservative. They have supported Trump throughout four years. Rarely, remotely, would they disagree at some point. But overall, they thought he was doing a hell of a job. And Trump was always smiling, saying the Wall Street Journal this and the Wall Street Journal that, just like he used to say, Fox News this, Fox News that. Anyhow, uh, Monday, 
the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal did an opinion piece titled, The Grievances of Trump's Past. The Grievances of Trump's Past. Trump spoke at uh, the COPAC meeting in Orlando Sunday. Uh, He said first that his four years were the best four years this country has ever experienced. And he said, especially the last year, his last year, 2020, were, and the word he used, fabulous, fabulous. Well, we all know, not really, okay? Now, and guess what? The the, the Wall Street Journal, this editorial, said it right. And I was surprised they decided they were going to stand against uh, Trump on this fabulous issue. They said, if 2020... So so fabulous was so fabulous. If twenty twenty was so fabulous, why are Republicans shut out of power up and down Pennsylvania Avenue? If twenty twenty were so fabulous, why are Republicans shut out of power up and down Pennsylvania Avenue? Which is true. It wasn't a I don't even have to tell you it wasn't a fabulous year. Uh now They're talking about indicting Trump. New York City, Georgia. Georgia today, my God, the district attorney of Fulton County in Georgia. Uh, This is apparently the secretary of state, you recall, Regensburg, uh, received a telephone call from Trump saying, you got to find me 11,000, some uh, number of votes. I think it was 11,870. That's one more than I need to win Georgia. Okay. And you got to do it. Just. Say you found a glitch, you know, that they, 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 they were counted in the wrong column or something, my words right now. But he made it clear in his conversation that this should be done so he could win the state of Georgia. You just do it. Well, the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia, opened a grand jury today to investigate that telephone call to see if Trump committed a crime, all right? Uh, well, he's got problems in New York City. They got, they're got they looking at him for tax fraud, bank fraud, the Manhattan County District Attorney, and I don't know who else is looking at him. But I've always thought presidents, modern-day presidents, don't get indicted, though uh, Netanyahu has and already won one trial in Israel, uh, Birds of a feather, Trump and Netanyahu. But interestingly, another modern president has been tried, convicted, and sentenced. I am referring to the former French president, Nicolas Sarkozy. 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 Uh, He's the first French president in modern history to be sentenced to jail. This just happened recently. He was facing a corruption charge. Found guilty, sentenced to three years in prison. He was president of France. Excuse me, sentenced to three years in prison. Two years were suspended, and the judge has not yet decided whether the last year, the third year, will be spent in jail or under home confinement. They expect because he was president, he's going to get home confinement. So he's getting off the hook, in effect, to an extent. However, he's got two more trials facing him, two more trials on criminal charges. In two weeks, there is a trial, another trial scheduled in France 
okay, claiming that Sarkozy uh, violated campaign financing rules in 2012, okay? Uh, That's going to be interesting. And then the third charge hasn't been scheduled yet for trial. They're still investigating, but he's under investigation for allegedly receiving millions of euros in campaign funds, millions of euros in campaign funds in 2007. And guess who he got them from? I got a life. Muammar Gaddafi. He was still alive. Muammar Gaddafi. So he's going to have to go to trial on that too, eventually. Now, let me go to CPAC. CPAC Sunday. It was in Orlando, Friday to Sunday, I think. Uh, This is a conservative meeting. Has always been a conservative meeting. Well, the conservatives at that meeting Sunday were not the same conservatives even there four years ago. Uh, Conservatives are staid, responsible, respectful, appearing Republicans, you know, bankers and those kind of people. Uh, And they want to control things, but they're conservatives at heart. They believe the conservative way. Nothing wrong with that. I believe the liberal way. That's what makes life interesting, two opposing opinions. Uh, keeps everyone honest. Anyhow, uh, I noticed that the people of today uh, that were at that meeting Sunday, was, I watched it all day on TV, Trump speaking for over an hour, Cruz speaking. I'm a political junkie, as you're aware. Anyhow, um, they like those mobsters who attacked the Capitol on January 6th. These were not the elegante people. I'm I'm not knocking them. They are elegant. They think they're elegant. They dress well. They speak well. They're the Harvard-Yale people. Anyhow, uh, these were just people who ran up the steps of the Capitol. These were middle-class or lower-class America, working people, who believed, because they believed in Donald Trump, who believed that the election had been stolen from them and they were going to make it right for their leader, Donald Trump. Trump himself, when he came out, I was shocked. He looked older. He really did. He appeared older, uh, and he moved slower around that stage. Now, normally he's all you know, animated and moving around fast, making jokes, knocking people. He was off. He was off. It wasn't him. Uh, his, his words were the same bullshit we've been hearing for four years, especially the election fraud he got into uh, regarding 2020. Uh, he went through that litany again. Now, from what I've read, I understand that Trump was not happy uh, with certain things at the CPAC meeting. The meeting was held in some facility in Orlando, which apparently is quite large, or maybe Trump's crowd was quite small because it only took up one-third of the auditorium. Now, we know Trump likes to go out and the place is packed. Remember when he he had his inaugural in 2016? The most people ever. And it wasn't. It was a lot. But that's the way he is. It's got to be big. And they said he was very upset prior to the talk because he could see the place wasn't packed. They had probably picked the wrong place. you got to pick a smaller place with more people than the place can hold, so it looks packed. 
and he was having an unhappy day. Now Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, our all-American senator, Harvard, Yale, uh, number one, I believe, in his law class, clerked for a United States Supreme Court justice for a year, distinguished legal background. Four years ago, he was a dapper man, you know, relatively thin, dressed well. Today, he's a slob. He's fat. I've gotten fat as I've gotten older, but he's fat. He's really fat. In four years, he did a good job. He doesn't look like Abraham Lincoln with that beard of his. Uh, And he made a big boo-boo last week when they had the power shortage in Texas. He is a United States senator from Texas. What did he do? He went to Cancun, took his wife and two daughters, and they went to Cancun. His wife said the house was cold. Well, the house was cold for most of the people living in Texas. They couldn't afford to get on an airplane and fly to Cancun with the whole family. Let me put this in perspective. He he and his family arrived in Cancun on a Wednesday night at 10.30. At 6 the next morning, Ted Cruz himself was on an airplane returning to Houston because the media had found out that he had skipped town. He had left Dodge, and he went to the warmer climate of Cancun, and they were all over him for that. So he made up some excuse. He was sticking his daughters down, et cetera, et cetera. No one buys it. Okay, I'm still not done with him, though. His talk was wacky, just like his talks on the Senate floor in the last couple of years have been wacky. He is not the man he was four years ago, the distinguished legal thinker. No way, not close to it at all. In fact, I would say I'd like to know what he's taken. It's got him very much animated. Anyhow, at the end of his speech, he turned to his right, so you could only see the side of him, threw his right leg out, lifted his right arm, pointing his finger ahead, and yelled, like William Wallace, freedom. William Wallace, freedom. Who the hell is William Wallace? I pretty much, can, I was a history major. I connect with a lot of this stuff. I thought it might have been the Wallace, uh, you know, during the Civil Rights Movement, who got shot in the back and ended up a paraplegic. Uh, but it wasn't. So I went to the Internet and, Typed in William Wallace. William Wallace was a Scottish hero. Think of the movie with Mel Gibson, Braveheart. William Wallace was the person played by Gibson in Braveheart. And in the movie, when they hung him, just before he went down, he yelled, Freedom! Okay? It's interesting, if you look up historically, actually, how he did die, he was hung, he was drawn, and he was quartered. Now, I don't know which came first. I would assume hanging would have to come first, and they probably didn't kill him completely, so he would experience the pain and suffering that went with uh, being quartered and drawn. But that's who he was talking about, William Wallace, freedom. Ted Cruz, he's in rough shape. He will not win the next time, guaranteed. He almost lost this last time, if you recall. Now, staying with CPAC, 
Normally, they talk at these meetings about conservative values and conservative things. Very little of conservative talk. Very little of conservative talk. What they talked about, okay, was the election, the fraudulent ballots, and how this couldn't happen again. It must not happen again. We must make sure it does not happen again. Would you believe what I'm talking about? They talked about preventing a situation where the ballots are going to do them in because the people are going to vote for the Republican opponent, who they assume at this time is going to be Trump. Okay, so what they talked about, they want to get rid of reducing, they want to get rid of early balloting, early early voting. They believe that's one of the things that killed them. They, they believe that helps the black people, and the black people, are, for example, are the ones who carry Georgia for Biden. And the two new senators elected uh, are Democrats. Also, they, they want to limit access to voting by mail. Again, it's been shown that the black people and the poor people vote by mail. The affluent people go to the polls, but they're in a minority. All right? If everyone had to vote at the polls, the blacks and poor would lose because most of the whites use the go to the polls personally. They also had, they have conferences at these meetings. You know, you go in a room, 15, 20 people, each room is assigned a topic. Seven of those conferences were, in years past, they were conservative. You know, the budget, the, 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 the budget is too much. We allocated too much money in Congress for this. We've got to do that. Well, it was about elections again, not about money, not the conservative trend per usual. Seven of the separate conferences involved election issues, far less about traditional conservative values, okay? And that's the way it was for, for the meeting involving substance. I'm not done with, with CPAC yet. This, the, uh, this is the last, but it's the best as regards CPAC. I'm laughing already. The governor of Florida is DeSantis. I have been saying for the entire four years he's been in office for three years, he's the most incompetent, ineffective governor ever in, in the state of Florida. And right now, there is no governor more stupid, and I have to use that term, than DeSantis. Trump says, and has said consistently the last year, the best governor in the United States, I'm laughing already, is DeSantis. And why? Because everything Trump said to do, DeSantis did. He was a good follower. He was Trump's lapdog. And for that, Trump says he's the best governor. Well, look how Trump left our country, and DeSantis is going to leave our state. Now, DeSantis, all of a sudden, he was a speaker at CPEC. All of a sudden, the last two weeks, he's being touted as presidential timber for 2024. I can't believe it. Presidential, not even close, okay? They did a straw poll, okay? And they did two straw polls at CPEC, one with Trump in, one with Trump out. In the, the poll with Trump in, Trump got 55% of the vote. Guess who came in second? DeSantis with 21%. The next one who was even close was the governor from North Dakota, Christy Noman, with only 4%. 
Now they did a second poll without Trump. Guess who's first? I don't believe it. DeSantis, 43%. The North Dakota governor is down, way down to 11. Donald Trump Jr., 8. And Pompeo and Cruz, 7%. Um, God help us. I can't believe he would become president. This man is, I'm not not saying these words because I want to knock the guy. I'm speaking truth. He's ignorant and he's stupid. You can tell every time he opens his mouth. Which brings me to an example of how this man operates and doesn't know his ass from his elbow. That's the way I'm going to put it, too. We've had... All over the United States, we have a co- we have a vaccine distribution problem. We all know it. We've had it, especially here in Florida. I know better than anyone else. I've been 85 now for a year. Uh, I, I was on one list, uh, and the two times I went to get my vaccination, they didn't have the vaccine. I got on another list. I had, you know, the ages went down here, went from 85 to 75 to 65 to 55. Well, hell, when it's 55, I'm still 85. Why don't I get a vaccine shot? And I wasn't the only 85 person in this state. Anyhow, it was announced. It was announced. It was announced yesterday that DeSantis has given to publics, the state of Florida has given to publics, uh, the right to give vaccinations. And they made public one of their official places for vaccinations. Uh, and they are getting, Publix is getting 25% of the distribution of the vaccine every week, has been getting it for five weeks. That's 100,000 vaccines so far. And the sad part of all this is Publix is doing whatever they want their way. There is no record guideline or plan for how they are to dispose of the vaccine. No information is being provided to state officials. Doesn't bother DeSantis. They're good people. They'll get it done. Comes out now. Publix was a major financial supporter of DeSantis. Okay. Uh, I'm sure that has something to do with these things. Always do that. It's politics, politics. Uh, but all I know is the vaccine goes to Publix Central Distribution Center in Lakeland, which I assume is in mid Florida. Where it goes from there, no state official knows. Who's getting the vaccine? No official uh, person knows. That's how the Sanders is running our state with regard to that problem. How do you think he would run the government of the United States? Joe Manchin. I, I said, I'm very unhappy with Joe Manchin. In fact, I don't like him. Uh, I've got to say it that way. I never paid much attention to him until this year. He is the senator from West Virginia. He's been the Democratic senator from West Virginia for 11 years. Prior to that, he was for several years the Democratic governor of West Virginia. You must understand, there are no major Democratic elected officials ever in in recent years in West Virginia except for Manchin. He's very popular with the people. He's a conservative. He calls himself a middle-of-the-roader, and he bends conservative that gets him elected. But he's a Democrat, and he wins as a Democrat. Now, every Democratic vote in the Senate is important. 
the Senate split 50-50. If Biden wants to get his plans through, like the stimulus plan and everything else, without it getting ripped apart, he needs every Democratic vote and then Camilla Harris to vote also to move these things, to help this country get out of the hole it's in. Manchin, Manchin is playing power broker. He knows he's strong all of a sudden. His name's all over the police, place. Uh, and he's got an attitude like, why should I care? And, and he's nickel-diming everything, okay? He's nickel-diming everything. He knows he's valuable. He knows the president knows he's making noises that he may not support the president's endeavors, not all of them, and he doesn't care because he believes he's doing the right thing. Now, what is, what is he not doing? He won't vote to get rid of the filibuster. That alone is going to kill doing good for the people as Biden wants. He is pushing Biden and the Democrats to give fewer people $1,400. Remember this $1,400 has been promised? No way. He wants to give less because we've got to save money. By the way, Manchin's a multimillionaire. He lives good. He eats all the time. He pays his bills. He doesn't understand what the people of America are going through. Vocally, he opposes, uh, he opposes those who support pr- the progressive wing of the Democratic Party, including Medicare for all. And he's against increasing the minimum wage from $7.25 to $15 an hour. He is playing big shot at the wrong time. Anyhow, my time is running out. That is the show for this week. I hope you enjoyed. Come back and listen again next week. Ask some of your friends to join you or to listen on their own. I love doing the show. I love the number of people who sign in every week to listen. Uh, It's terrific. So, my dear friends, I'll be with you again next week.